The following are my thoughts from my perspective and in no way reflect the views or opinions of my employer. In front of the yellow line. Season 2, episode 12. Listening to the radio. One day I was working when a message came over my work radio. Attention all Route 6 buses in service due to a railroad crossing arms being stuck. Route 6s will detour as follows. We get calls like this all the time. Unforeseen circumstances that require our buses to go off course and avoid certain traffic issues like collisions. This particular case was special to me because it was... This particular case was special to me because in about five minutes, I was going to become a Route 6. So I paid extra close attention to this call. And this was before Smart Bus. So I didn't just get the message sent to my computer. By the time I got to my location to change the number on my bus, however, the problem had been solved. Thankfully, no awkward detour for me, but it didn't stop people from approaching me and asking me why other buses were delayed. I've mentioned this in past episodes, but a lot of the time, a bus driver will not work the same route number all day. Their bus will service a few different routes. I've also mentioned in the past that some regular transit riders are very knowledgeable about this fact. These customers that approached me knew that the bus they were waiting for was going to be a Route 6 before changing to the one they wanted. Some of them had already been waiting long enough that three of their buses would have already been and gone. I explained the situation that the buses were dealing with, to which I received the response, Well, if you know the reason, why wasn't 311, our phone number for trans-related inquiries, why didn't they know? My answer was often, well, 311 only knows there's a problem, but don't receive the intel as to why. Although this answer sort of appeased them, it didn't stop them from continuing on discussing amongst themselves the flaw in our transit center. The real reason is probably far more complicated. Now, this is just an educated guess, but here's my theory. The first bus to come on the scene probably thought nothing of it. Pulled up, stopped at the railroad tracks, and started waiting. Most of us have probably had to wait at frustrating train crossings every now and then where you watch a train back up, stop, move forward, stop, back up again. Well, for a bus driver who spends 40 hours a week driving, we've definitely seen our share of stupid railroad situations. So my guess is that any bus that was waiting there took a while to realize there was no train and the problem was the arms themselves. Let's say 10 minutes. At this point, they would call Control, the people on the other end of the radio. Control are the problem solvers, a very handy resource for our bus drivers. If I had an emergency on my bus, they would call the appropriate emergency response on my behalf and walk me through the next steps I need to take. They deal with any problems from the small, like a broken bus shelter, to the emergencies like someone having a heart attack. If I have any other issues, however, getting a hold of them can be a much more involved process than you think. First of all, I have to push a button on my radio. 
There are two different buttons depending on the urgency of your problem. If I was reporting a broken bus shelter, for example, this isn't as important as having someone who has a bus that isn't working. If I were to just pick up my radio and start talking, I would interrupt any conversation happening between Control and any other drivers. The only time I do this is in an emergency, like a collision or a violence threat. Now as the driver who is stuck at this railroad crossing, I've determined that the level of urgency is the lowest. So after pushing this button, I now have to wait for Control to call me. The thing is, the Control is only staffed by two to four people at any given time, if they're dealing with any other problems, you have to wait your turn. There have been days that I've waited half an hour for them to call back. There's been days when it's been longer. So for argument's sake, let's say they were moderately busy and took 15 minutes to call back. Now we're up to 25 minutes on this one incident. So Control would have called this driver back and the driver would have explained the situation. At this point, Control would have had to start doing research on their side, phoning the railroad company to find out what's going on and also figuring out a detour for buses to start taking. Once they have it determined on their end that there is in fact a problem, they would make an announcement to all the buses informing them that they need to detour. It is then that they would contact 311 to let them know that there is a delay. Let's say this adds another 10 minutes to the overall picture. Now we have 35 minutes that this train has delayed our bus before anything gets done about it. And meanwhile, that first bus is probably still stuck because they're trapped somewhere they can't turn around. From that particular location, the buses that are able to get on the detour have to go five minutes out of their way to get around the blockage and then another 10 to where these people are waiting and asking where their bus is. So I can easily believe that some of these passengers have been waiting nearly an hour for their bus to come. But from my point of view, Control had told me to go on detour and then taking it back within five minutes, whereas this situation probably had already been a problem for half an hour. You can see how it's just easier to tell people that the arms on the railroad are stuck because there is so much more behind it. As for why 311 wasn't able to tell them what was going on, it's probably because Control tends not to be very forthcoming with explanations. This is a situation where I actually received more information than usual. These people were lucky that day. Normally I'm kind of in the dark about what's going on. Much like everyone else. If something happens on any of our buses, I usually find out about it on the news or on social media. If someone has an emergency, I hear the driver call over the radio with their pan pan pan, and that is normally the only part of the conversation I hear. The rest is done in private. I'm left to speculate on what kind of emergency they are having based on the tone of panic in their voice. Was it a collision? Did they have someone fall on their bus? Fire? Assault? I never tend to hear anything later on about any of these problems. It isn't made public knowledge. I sometimes hear rumors, but never anything from an official source. A note on Pan Pan Pan, by the way, for any people that may be unfamiliar with that term. This is a newer, universally recognized distress signal. The idea is that it's a sound that is used in most languages around the world and easier to say for some people than Mayday. 
I have only ever seen one movie where they use Pan Pan Pan, which is World War Z with Brad Pitt saying it when his plane is going down. Anyway, where was I? Ah, yes. Often, passengers will come up to me and say, Did you hear about that one driver? Or do you know what's going on with? But honestly, most of the time I haven't or I don't. If it hasn't been all over Facebook that day, it's probably news to me. But look on the bright side. Maybe now you're the unofficial source that I may have heard the rumor from. The official people tend not to tell me anything. However, I can speculate with the best of them. So, now you know that the radio on the bus isn't as simple as using a phone. When you ask a driver for a simple request like calling ahead to have a bus wait for you, there's quite a process. We're happy to do something like that for you, but you have to give us warning. Plan ahead. From in front of the yellow line, that's how I see it. Please follow the show on whatever app you listen to your podcasts on so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the show on Facebook or Instagram at in front of the yellow line or on Twitter at yellow line pod. If you enjoy the show, please tell a friend or go rate and review it. If you want to hear more from me and are a fan of movies, check out my movie rewatch and review podcast that I co-host with Colin Stewart called I Used to Like This One. Thank you for listening and see you next time from in front of the yellow line.